Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Treatment Room. I'm your host, Tessa Zolli. I'm so thrilled to be chatting with a returning guest, Jazz Stupak, who has actually been on the podcast before. Jazz is a certified nutritional practitioner. She specializes in bloat and antifungal cleansing. I'm so excited to talk to her more about the connection between gut health and skin health. So welcome to the show, Jazz. Hi, Tessa. Thanks so much for having me on here again. Yes, of course. So happy to have you. Jazz, I'd love to hear more about how you got introduced to health and wellness. I know you have a pretty cool story behind it. Would you mind telling us more about what inspired you to get into this whole realm? Yeah, for sure. So I um, I started getting into nutrition um, as like when I was really young. I was definitely the overweight one in my family. And it was, I'm, I come from a very European background. And so it was something that a lot of my family would bring up just because of our background. Like it was, it was definitely very different from what it is today. And so I kind of always had this like pull to want to lose weight, to um, look better, feel better. And it was, when I think back to that time, like I really, it's really sad and I never want, like I would never want my future kids to ever feel that way. And I genuinely, I'm grateful to have gone through that because it has shaped me into the practitioner I am today. Um, But along with that, I mean, my diet was really, really bad and I was getting migraines and headaches all of the time. Um, And my brother and sister never had them. My family never had them. And so it was really just myself, but I was addicted to sugar. Um, I was definitely pre-diabetic and I just like, I really, I, I didn't take care of myself. Even if I tried, it was really difficult for me to stay on top of it. And so um, a few years passed and I was going through a bunch of testing for my headaches and migraines and nothing was coming up until I started to do my own research and really started to look into holistic nutrition. Um, so that was really kind of how since then I noticed magnesium really helps with reducing headaches. Um, taking out dairy really helps with headaches, reducing sugar, balancing your blood sugar levels, and also taking out MSG in our diet, which like from my, from my diet, you couldn't tell that I was having MSG, but when you take a look at your ingredients and food labels, it's actually labeled as something different. So for anyone who's wondering, MSG can look like 12 other words and phrases, because obviously if we see MSG on a food label, we're not going to eat it. Um, But one of the most common is spice extract and yeast extract. So if you ever see that on a food label, it's, it really is just MSG and MSG is incredibly um, harmful to our systems. And so that was kind of how I got into holistic nutrition, but I really feel like my story started when I was just finishing holistic nutrition school, which was crazy because I was at my best health. And then after having food poisoning, I started to notice a bunch of health concerns come up. I was constantly bloated. Um, I had really bad IBS and my skin started to get super inflamed out of nowhere. And like, when I say out of nowhere, I've never, ever had skin issues before. Like since then, I probably have had one or two pimples within like 23 years. And so I was really fortunate to have clear skin and I definitely took it for granted um, until this time happened. And I had no idea what was going on with my skin. It took me months and months of trial and error, spending so much money on supplements, so much money on food um, and never getting to the root cause of it. And um, that's why I'm so passionate about antifungal cleansing, parasite cleansing, candida cleansing, because this really links back to so many of us, I think all of us truly struggle with this. And 
within three to four months of doing the Parasite and Candida cleanse, I was able to clear my skin completely. Um, And I mean, it definitely comes back uh, if I'm eating a lot of sugar, dairy, gluten, but I can definitely like bring it back to this place where it's clear. And also I feel like because of how much I've learned from it, I'm just so much more um, cautious of it. So yeah, that's a bit about my story. Sorry, that was probably super long. No, no, I loved it. I love when people just feel free to talk. So yeah, that was amazing. I have so many things I want to ask you about. I feel like you talking about your your struggles with skin, I feel like so many people can relate to that. And I feel like, you know, so often there is an internal connection. Could you talk more about like the symptoms you were experiencing and what led you to do the candida and the parasite cleanse? Yeah, there were definitely a lot of symptoms that I was having. So um, I also really think that this links back to my childhood. I think that candida is something I was struggling with for a very long time. And um, so candida is essentially a yeast overgrowth. And as women, we typically have much higher yeast um what's the word, a buildup versus men just because of our hormones and estrogen um, is just a lot more dominant when it comes to yeast. And so that's something I know for a fact I was dealing with as a child. And I think it just got worse and worse. And then once I got food poisoning, a bunch of other things were happening. So um, it's really crazy because when I as soon as I had food poisoning, it was the worst food poisoning I've ever, ever had. Um, And it was basically a sister bacteria of salmonella. And so it was really scary. Um, But then after 12 hours, I was totally fine. Although I started to notice a cold coming on, which I was like, okay, I mean, we're transitioning from summer to fall. So it's probably not this big deal. But as soon as I started to get that cold, I also started to notice that my skin was flaring up. And as I said before, like I've I never had skin issues. So for me to notice the smallest thing was pretty um, it was definitely concerning. I was like, something is clearly going on. Um, and so that was a huge symptom was just my skin starting to get progressively worse. I'm um, getting a cold right after food poisoning. It really just goes to show that there's something in your body that's really trying to escape. Um, or sorry, your body and your organs are really trying to escape it. But the pathogens that have now um, are house- housing themselves in your body are trying to take over. And so um, another symptom I had actually, which was pretty crazy is I had really bad IBS and this also came out of nowhere and just started after food poisoning. And it, I had to like run to the bathroom every morning. Like it was, it was so, um, severe and it was, it was just pretty crazy. And so after doing the cleanse, that was something that I never had again. And for anyone who is, kind of wondering if it is parasites or candida that they're struggling with. If you have IBS, I want you to also know that IBS is actually just a symptom of something more, not severe, but of something else going on in the body. IBS is a symptom. The root cause could be candida, parasites, um, bacteria, hormonal stuff, whatever it may be. But whenever your doctor tells you that IBS is chronic, I truly, truly know that it is it's not chronic. You can definitely reverse it. That's really interesting because I've had like autoimmune issues um, my whole life. And I was recently talking to my doctor and she was saying like she suspected some form of like non-traditional IBS, but she was kind of explaining what you said, like having one um, predisposition or like one weakened immune experience, how that can like weaken your overall gut and lead to that more like inflamed lining of the gut, um, which we know can eventually lead to, you know, more imbalance and even skin issues. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, um, I, I definitely wish that this was stuff we were able to talk more about, but it also sounds like your doctor is super helpful. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's um, 
That's really important too. just having having a doctor. And as you probably know, just like being in that position of offering healthcare, like having somebody who doesn't dismiss your concerns or your symptoms, I feel like that can be such a caustic thing we don't even talk about in healthcare, but how that just like causes you to feel like even more stress and trauma and, you know, like nobody believes you. And I think that's another thing that's very well connected to the skin is like stress. And if you're, if you're happy in your body and um, yeah, I just think that plays a, a very large role in the skin too. Totally. I find with my skin too, and a lot of my clients, like the hardest thing to do is to not stress about your skin. But as soon as you stop stressing, it truly, it, the inflammation's just automatically going to go down. Maybe you won't notice it within seconds or days, but it really is a crazy difference. I remember um, when I was dealing with my skin issues at the worst, it was so funny because my sister and I went to Europe um, like a few months after while I was still cleansing. And I, when we like got to Europe, I was just eating my regular diet, like enjoying all the foods, but also being somewhat mindful. And my skin was so clear. It was clearer than it was when I was cleansing. And it really just goes to show it that when like you stop stressing about that kind of stuff, your, your body does the work. But if you're constantly thinking about it, there's no time for your body to even like take a second to reduce that inflammation because you're always in that high stress fight or flight mode. Um, and so it, it's really interesting to notice that connection. But also, Tessa, how you were saying that your doctor, it like really doesn't discount what you say to her and like takes it to... Um, you know, her concern and really helps you out with it. I remember going to my doctor who I just like, it was my first time going to him. It was um, just like a brand new doctor. I've never been to him before. And so I, I don't honestly wasn't off going to the doctors too often. I definitely believe that there's a time and place for traditional, um, sorry, Western medicine. And I also think it's so important to be seeing your doctor yearly, but um, this was a brand new doctor to me. And he, said to me that um, the skin issues I was having, perioral dermatitis, was chronic. And he was like, yeah, like, unfortunately, this is something that you're just going to have to, like, live with. Like, sometimes it's going to get worse. Sometimes it'll get better. But, like, there's not really a way to get rid of it unless you take a steroid cream. I remember saying to him, well, like, what if I do a candida cleanse or a parasite cleanse? Do you think that's something that'll help? And he was just kind of – he kind of, like, laughed it off and was like – I would not waste your time with that. Like I, he's like, it's people like that, that are making um, something about like Western medicine, not Uh acceptable. And I was just like, okay, went home, decided to do the cleanse for three months. And then I went back and I was like, I did the cleanse and my skin went back to normal without touching any steroid creams and stuff. So it's, it's really crazy to see how much um, just like the holistic route can really reverse our concerns. I actually was just going through some issues with my eyes. Um, and so I had to, I've just been having like ongoing issues and I had to take like a steroid eye cream for four weeks. And then I was also pairing that with like a bunch of um, antioxidants, lutein, blueberry extract, which were like just natural supplements. And the combination together was just incredible. And so I think it's important to just keep in mind that as much as depend, like for those who are super, super holistic, um, I think that it's important not to write off Western medicine because it was our first hope and it's still, it's still very much so um, prevalent for us. Yes, and absolutely. It's we can we can take certain pieces of each and I mean it's like I I love my dermatologist. I refer out to her, she refers out to me. So, yeah, I can totally just agree and I feel like it's about seeing each other's strengths and and where we can help out in terms of like what's in the best interest of the client. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Amazing. Okay. One thing I didn't get to touch on when you were talking about this cleanse. Okay. When you say cleanse, 
I want to know more about like what, what does that actually entail? Is it supplements? Is it like juicing? What does it mean? That's such a good question. I feel like I always throw this around and and everyone's like, wait, what are you talking about? (laughs) It's so funny. Actually, I'll, I'll never forget this. I had a, you know how like we're so used to saying like, have your lemon water in the morning. And that's just as simple as like warm water with squeeze lemon. I actually had a client a few months ago and I was like, yeah, so like just have your warm lemon water as or lemon water as soon as you wake up. And she was like, can I ask you a dumb question? What lemon water? And it just like, it really brought me back to be like, yeah. okay, not everyone is in this field. Like it's so important to take like the extra 30 seconds to five minutes to just explain what you're talking about because it it like will go such a long way. So, um, okay. So with the cleanse, there's a lot to unpack. Um, it's definitely a cleanse that you want to give yourself a lot of time to understand and to really do it in um, a proper sense. So with this cleanse, essentially what you're doing is removing bacteria, mold, um, yeast and parasites at doing a parasite cleanse. So an antifungal cleanse, depending on there's a mold cleanse you can do, candida cleanse and a parasite cleanse. The two that I typically focus on are candida and parasite because I think that's the those are the two that are truly the most common in us and especially in women. And so what you're doing is you're taking a lot of a lot of inflammatory foods out of your diet. So things like dairy, gluten, grains, um, alcohol, vinegars, and sugars, you're taking those out of the diet. And I know that that sounds like so much. So you're ta- um, you're taking things like even maple syrup, um, oats, quinoa, It can be like super healthy foods that we're taking out, but it's important to take these out because these pathogens can feed on them. So we're taking those out as well as um, high mold containing foods. So things like peanuts, cashews, pine nuts, Brazil nuts, um, non-organic coffee. What else? Cheese and moldy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So dairy is definitely out there. Um, So yeah, you're taking all these foods out and then you're also adding supplements. These supplements are specifically to help kill these pathogens. And so for the most part, they're just um, herbal remedies. Um, Depending on what you're doing, ones that are really great are oil of oregano, garlic, clove, black walnut hulls, Obviously, you just want to be super careful. Um, I remember the first time taking oil of oregano because of my skin conditions. I took like three drops and within seconds, my face completely in like inflamed. Like my skin issue is like all over my skin. And it was because I didn't take the the additional steps to slow down. And so you just want to be mindful that these herbs are so, so strong. Um, So you just, you need to make sure you're doing it in a very calm way. I know that for the most part, a lot of us are like, hey, I'm just going to go heavy and hard so that I can kill this. But the reality is with a cleanse like this, slow and steady is so important, not only for results, but just for the safety of your body as well. So um, yeah, it's an, it's a mix of diet, supplements, and then a lot of lifestyle recommendations as well, really slowing down, um, reducing stress, walking, rebounding, dry brushing, all of that kind of stuff really helps to reduce the inflammation on the body, pull out toxins, and really help to nourish your, um, yeah, nourish your body. Okay, so you're saying it's would you say it's similar to like a low FODMAP type of like um, short term, like eliminating those highly inflammatory foods, like while simultaneously 
doing the supplements and kind of monitoring your overall lifestyle to lower inflammation. Yeah, that's actually a really good way of putting it. It's, it's, um, yeah, honestly, that's pretty much what you're doing is you're reducing these foods and eliminating the ones that cause more inflammation, and then just replacing it with a lot more nutrient dense food. So I didn't really touch on this, but the foods that you are going to be adding in are um, really high quality protein. So um, chicken, salmon, um, I will be totally honest and say that the cleanse is a little bit more difficult when you are vegan, just because you are removing foods like um, beans, chickpeas. So it can be a little bit difficult, tempeh, tofu. However, if you are vegan, obviously you're going to need to keep these in to stabilize those blood sugar levels with the protein. Uh, But then you're also adding in a bunch of fruits and, or sorry, not, you want to keep most like high sugar fruits out, but you're adding in a ton of vegetables. Um, So just for like example, a standard meal for myself during the cleanse would be chicken with sweet potatoes and then just a big salad of arugula, radicchio, cucumbers, tomatoes, um, lots of parsley, lots of um, cilantro. So just, yeah, I know it sounds like you're removing a lot and you definitely are, but it also creates this, it really allows you to get so much more creative in the kitchen. I find I spend so much more time in the kitchen and honestly, I always say this, but being on the cleanse is truly life-changing. Like you don't realize how good you can actually feel until you go through a cleanse like this. So I so, so recommend it, even if you're feeling like the diet might be a lot, um, just test it out for a few days. I really, really recommend taking, you know, like a whole weekend just to prep food and just kind of get used to it. So if you're going to start cleansing, you can just start trying the diet a few weeks ahead of time, just so your body can kind of transition into a more, um, more like anti-inflammatory diet. And it, yeah, I, I can't like, it's just, it's so amazing. I really think everyone needs to try it out and yeah, it's, it's truly life-changing. That's so interesting. Okay. I'm definitely intrigued because I have had so many um, mysterious illness things I won't even get into, but I'm definitely intrigued. Um, When you start working with your clients, Jazz, where do you kind of like start with them when you're trying to understand their body, what's going on, like the bigger picture of their skin health, do you sit down with them and like immediately um, do they go into the cleanse or does another kind of like conversation take place first? This is honestly such a good question. And I think it's so, so important, especially if you're thinking of doing the cleanse. Um, I really appreciate you asking this, Tessa, because I think a lot of people really like skip this step. And so when I sit down with my clients, um, I give them like this huge, huge questionnaire to fill out. We go through it together so I can really understand what is holding them back, where these symptoms may be coming from and what organs need the most support. And so let's say like uh, someone comes to me with perioral dermatitis, we'll sit down and create a game plan for them. And so If I know for a fact that parasites are the root cause, and I'll be able to identify this just through symptoms, um, and especially when it comes to parasites and candida, you can definitely do testing on them. But I will say symptoms are the best way to test for antifungal, or sorry, for fungal infections, because they are just so, so prevalent. And it's also, it can be really difficult. So for example, if you get like an allergy test done, um, if you have candida or parasites, every single mold, mold food will come up as intolerant. So peanuts, tree nuts, um, mushrooms, those will all come up intolerant. And then when you go back to get that test after doing the cleanse, you're going to be totally fine with them. So I think just from a financial standpoint, it doesn't make sense to get a test if you can really just 
do this through symptoms. Um, and so what was I saying? Oh yeah. Okay. So if let's say we want to cleanse, I'll give them about a month, depending on the client to prep their body for the cleanse. It is so, so crucial that you prep your body before doing a cleanse like this, because you can get super insane reactions. If you just automatically start going and killing these pathogens, you really have to go slow and steady, but also you have to make sure that your organs are ready to take on this burden. Because the thing is doing a cleanse like this actually puts your immune system at a tiny, like at a little bit more of a risk because you are now adding in a ton of um, antimicrobials, which will fight for your immune system. And so just as we are killing bacteria, candida, parasites, we're also killing some of the good bacteria. So it's really, really important that the immune system is strong, that the liver is detoxifying, the gallbladder is working, the small and large intestines are fully capable of taking this on. Um, So a lot of that can look like doing some light liver cleansing, um, just like opening these detox pathways, as well as dry brushing. I really recommend that everyone dry brushes before doing a cleanse and on top of the cleanse, especially if skin issues are your biggest concern, because it's really going to help um, just filter through and support that lymph system. And, um, yeah, just making sure you're drinking a lot of water. The number one thing is if you take anything from this podcast, if you are not going to the bathroom at least once per day, you cannot start a candida or parasite cleanse because at that point you're just going to be killing these pathogens and they're just going to be circulating in the system. The one thing you want to be very mindful of is that candida and parasites are actually more harmful to the body when they're dying because they give off a bunch of toxins, a bunch of heavy metals. And so in order to really support our system here, we need to be eliminating these uh, pathogens. And if you aren't going to the bathroom at least once per day, and honestly, I would just, I would make sure it's twice you're going to just, um, these symptoms are just going to be coming back and it's going to create, um, more stress on the immune system. Okay. That's all so interesting. Something you mentioned on your blog, I'm wondering is, is leaky gut separate from these issues with candida and parasites or are they connected? Yeah. So, okay. So leaky gut, um, Honestly, I feel like that's something all of us struggle with today because of stress, the foods that we eat, antibiotics, um, what else, Um, lifestyle choices, alcohol, all of these kinds of um, factors and triggers are going to put an automatic response on our gut. And leaky gut is basic, we're basically in this place where I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Leaky gut is essentially, um, it's as if like your, 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 not your immune system, your digestive system and your gut aren't working together to protect you from pathogens. So for example, if you have leaky gut and you eat sushi and end up getting food poisoning, your body is going to just like bring those parasites in and it's not going to be able to fight it off. However, If you don't have leaky gut and you have a very strong uh, gut, gut health, your body is, even if parasites try to expel themselves into the body, your body can easily fight that off. And that's why when it comes to things like eating sushi, um, eating uncooked meat by accident, anything like this, it is so common to get parasites, but at the end of the day, it really depends on your gut health. And if you do, don't have leaky gut, you should be fine. If you do, that's a totally different story. And that's why I think it is so, so common for us to struggle with parasites and candida because for the, for the most part, I would say like nine, like at least every single client I've seen has had leaky gut. Wow. Okay. So you feel like it's, way more common than we even know or talk about. 
Totally. I think that it's, and it's, I wish it was something that we would talk more about, but it's, yeah, like I, I don't really think it, it hasn't made itself to like modern day media yet. And I like, sometimes I feel like we hear more about um, like bloating and constipation and stuff like that, but not necessarily leaky gut as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So for those people who, since you are the bloat specialist, Mm -hmm. if somebody is looking to improve their gut or they're having these frequent symptoms of bloating, stomach pain, inability to go to the bathroom, um, what would be some simple tips you would recommend, whether it be diet or lifestyle related, like you're so great with the tips you have so many great posts on your instagram and your blog you guys have to go check them out um but jazz are there any tips in line with just improved gut health you could share maybe somebody's not ready for a cleanse yet but they're listening and they want to just start taking better care of themselves and these symptoms i think that this is a really good question and I think it's also something to keep in mind, even though we're talking about candida and parasite cleansing, maybe it's actually just small changes that you have to make to see improvements. It doesn't have to be something as intense as a cleanse. Um, So a few things I would say, first off, this is my, like my favorite tip ever is to write down everything you're eating and write down the symptom you're getting after eating this. So um, this isn't, Like, obviously, if you struggle with any kind of like disordered eating or poor um, eating habits, maybe this isn't the tip for you. But I really think this works so, so incredibly for people who are struggling with bloat and constipation, IBS, skin issues is to write down, let's say for breakfast, you had um, eggs and a piece of toast, write down how you were feeling, whether you were feeling bloated felt good, felt normal, tired, hungry, whatever it is, write it down and then try to map out what common, uh, where the common symptoms are coming from and if it's linked to the foods that you're eating. So I would do this for a week, write down everything and then take a look at it and see like, okay, maybe it might be this toast that is causing me bloat. Let's see if I can get a gluten-free toast or maybe I should try a different brand, a local brand. Or maybe just cut out the bread for the week and see if that helps. Um, This way, it really helps you to kind of figure out what small changes you can make. And this itself, like it really does work wonders. I would also say to take a look at the caffeine, your caffeine intake. And if you're having, you know, like two to three cups of coffee a day or more, try to maybe have an Americano and just add more hot water to it. I know it's like unrealistic to say just cut out coffee or swap it with matcha because they do not taste similar whatsoever. (laughs) But um, even doing something as small as swapping your, um, you know, like your dark roast for an Americano with additional, with it like added hot water, I feel like that itself can really help to reduce your inflammation. Um, And Dry brushing, I think, is something we can easily do as well. It's something that, like, even for myself, sometimes before going into the shower, I just don't want to do it. But I notice a huge difference when I do dry brush. It's so, so good for skin health or gut health, um, especially because it helps to support the lymphatic system, which is where we um, can expel toxins. So super, super important. And just walking as well, like, I think that's something that is super underrated. I remember I had someone send me a message and they were like, hey, I'm trying to like figure out my bloat um, and asked me like what I was doing for exercise. And I was like, I just like make sure to like personally, I work out four or five times a week, um, but I also try to walk every single day. And I remember her being like, okay, well, like, do you like, do you do anything after your walk? Do you run? Do you do this? And I was like, no, it can honestly be as simple as us just going for a walk. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, Because again, super good for a digestive system, but also for a lymphatic system. So um, I think those are pretty, uh, pretty good to like, just 
test out, I would definitely do the journaling. I think it helps a lot. And of course, like reducing dairy, gluten, sugars, but I feel like that's a really common um, tip. And also it's super hard. Like it's not, yes, we can say to cut it out, but it is really difficult. So I would just say like, try to find swaps. If you are trying to reduce the dairy in your diet, don't necessarily go and look for plant-based dairy products because I don't think that they're any better, to be honest, like health-wise. But maybe instead of having, let's just say like cream cheese on your bagel, try hummus. Try something different and really get yourself out of the habits. I think that's the biggest thing for us is we're just used to our habits. Um, But if you change it up and like remind yourself, like you don't have to do this, you get to do this it really does go a long way. I think that's a great perspective. Yeah, we don't we don't have to do anything, but we can if if we want to try it, if it sounds, you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Jazz, this morning, I thought of you. I don't know like how I knew the caffeine thing was going to come up. Oh. <laughs> but I I'm a coffee lover and I limited myself to one coffee cuz it was really just like the habit of like I like to have one before breakfast and then I have my breakfast and then it like sounds good again. But oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> no, but I, I was, I kind of had a headache when I woke up to begin with and I was like, this just isn't going to be like for my best health today. I'm going to fall asleep better tonight if I don't have more, like I won't be as jittery. And I went to your blog and I made myself a little apple cider vinegar drink. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. (laughs) That's so funny. But I so, so feel you like, uh, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with coffee, but I know for a fact that if I have more, I'm just, I'm like feeding that habit. But yeah. like, I will ask myself, I'm like, okay, but do I actually need it? So right now I'm drinking a green tea. And by the way, I've been I've been having green tea so much more often lately. And I just notice it's just a much better energy source. And it's just changing that habit. Like really, it's tough. It's really tough. But again, like if you love having coffee, have your coffee and maybe try changing something else up in your diet or going for um, a longer walk or just adding hot water to your coffee so that it's not as strong. Yeah. Yeah. And even what you said about the quality of the coffee, I feel like especially in America, we are, you know, used to, to, I mean, maybe it's a thing internationally, but Nespresso pods and like Starbucks, which are so convenient, but I'm curious to hear like, what do you think about the quality of those? And how do you think it compares to like maybe a local like organic coffee? Yeah. Oh my God. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, okay. I love Nespresso because I love the routine of it. I love like how easy it is. I love like the, like just the end result of the coffee and it's just like so pretty. Um, but I notice for myself, like it doesn't, I wouldn't say it, do, it doesn't like, I don't feel very different when I have it versus like an organic coffee, if I'm being totally honest. But I think that like inflammation wise, my, I can kind of tell um, just from like my skin. And Mm -hmm. so the thing is with Nespresso, for example, it's encapsulated in this aluminum pod. And aluminum is a heavy metal and can be so dangerous to our body, to our digestive system, especially to our brain health. And obviously, this is like on a much wider um, spectrum. So you want to be careful for like the long term effects. But I also think that we don't really realize how many heavy metals we're bringing into the body. And heavy metals can be so dangerous, especially if you are struggling with candida and parasites, because these two love heavy metals and they really work together to like host in, to become a host in your body. And so especially if you're dealing with these two symptoms, I really would recommend not having Nespresso. Um, but at the end of the day, Nespresso and Starbucks are honestly, I think really poor quality coffee. Uh, They're not organic and they're super high in mold and mycotoxins. So 
now. Yeah, I know. It's so I, sad. I knew this, but it's just I needed to hear it. I know. It's it took me a while too because I was like, okay, whatever. I know I know that it's not the best quality of coffee, but I still love it, so I'm still going to have it. But the more and more, I actually just told my boyfriend this this morning. I was like, I'm done with the Nespresso for a while just because I want to literally track how much better I feel. And I've been having Nespresso, I'd say like twice a week. So it hasn't been as much, whereas like two months ago, I was having it every single day. Um, And then instead I'll have like an organic, super, super high quality coffee. And I genuinely just feel so much better. Um, But okay. So yeah, with the Nespresso and the Starbucks, they are really high in mold and mycotoxins. The only way that you can guarantee that there is no mold or mycotoxins in your coffee is if it's organic and labeled. So for example, the one that I drink is Giddy Yo-Yo. It is the cleanest coffee I have ever, ever seen. Um, If you're in the US, I believe you can buy it on Amazon or you can just purchase it from shop.giddyyoyo.com. I think they ship to the US, but this is the cleanest coffee I've ever seen. It like, it doesn't taste burnt or bitter. There is no mold or mycotoxins, which is so important because again, the mold is going to feed a ton of issues. And for the most part, if you're someone who can't have coffee because it causes you jitters or upset stomach, it's not the caffeine, which is what we're so used to hearing. It's actually the mold and mycotoxin uh, capacity of it. So if you switch to an organic mold and mycotoxin-free coffee, you'll actually be able to drink coffee. Oh my gosh. Okay. This makes so much, so much sense. I was just talking about this with my family last night, like matcha versus coffee. Cause my dad didn't know matcha had caffeine. I was like, it is in caffeine. Um, but I, I couldn't, um, speak to like why, you know, matcha gives you more of like that slow burn ben feeling yeah. when I drink my Nespresso jazz, I feel like I'm sweating. Like I can feel like something's like visibly wrong with my body so that is like incredibly interesting to it's learn. yeah it's crazy like it's insane but yeah same like with matcha too like you just have a very different like I'll have a green tea at like 6 p.m if I'm working and I just like need to be focused but very relaxed because it has um l-theanine in it and so it really helps to it's funny, it relaxes you, but it also keeps your focus and clarity pretty, pretty sharply. Whereas with coffee, it's just like, okay, I need to get going. (laughs) Okay, I don't feel like many people talk about that. So really cool to learn. How about also probiotics and digestive enzymes? That's like the number one question. When I say I'm talking to you, um, or when I'm talking to clients about gut health, that's like a huge question for them. Oh my gosh, I know this is a huge topic. So with probiotics, the thing is with probiotics, I think it is super important for all of us to consider them. But the reality is every single person needs a different probiotic, a different strain, a different uh, bacteria, a different um, CFU. Like everyone is just so, so different. So actually getting a probiotic that is right for you can be so difficult. And you may have to try a bunch of them before you feel really great. And so, for example, a question I often get in my DMs is, um, hey, what probiotic would you recommend? And it's such a hard question to answer because it's like there are so many things that kind of have to be involved in order to answer this. And so, yes, I think probiotics are so important, but finding the right one is like I would just rather you not take one than take one just because it's a probiotic, if that makes sense. Okay. How would you know if it was like the right one for you? Would you just, you know, feel better overall? Yeah. So basically, I mean, the best advice would be to reach out to a nutritionist um, and they would obviously be the best ones to help you because they can get your like your medical history, your family history, um, what's going on digestively. Uh, But also if you are just going to try one out, try it out for a few days and see if you feel better. Like I said, with the food journaling, do this with supplements too. I think, I mean, obviously it takes a little bit of 
more of your time to have to write this stuff down, but it does go a long way. And so uh, test it out for two weeks, see how you feel. And another thing I want to say as well is if you are someone who potentially suffers with candida, parasites, um, has been on antibiotics, suffers with bloat, make sure to look for a probiotic that has no FOS in it. FOS is actually a sugar that helps to feed the probiotic to keep it alive. However, this sugar can obviously irritate the gut and especially for those who do suffer with candida and parasites. So um, Genestra HMF intensive doesn't have FOS. So if you struggle with bloat, I would recommend that one. It's definitely on the pricier side, but I think with probiotics, you do not want to cheap out on those. Hmm. Okay. Very good information. Mm -hmm. Jazz, how about birth control? Is that something you talk about with your clients? I feel like that can be very closely tied to the gut as well. Yeah. So birth, I would say, I mean, it's definitely a topic, but I don't go too, too far into it. However, when it comes to your uh, digestive system, birth control can definitely play a huge role in terms of triggers. So the thing is with the birth control pill, it makes the system extremely acidic. With any kind of acidic forming foods, lifestyle um, recommendations or anything like that, you are causing more of what's you're causing more of like an environment for parasites, candida, bacteria uh, to thrive. So Essentially, what the birth control pill is doing is it can cause leaky gut because you're now exposing yourself into this environment because of the synthetic hormones as well as heavy metals that can be contributed with the birth control pill. I feel like I didn't, did I answer your question? Yeah, no, you're you're saying, yeah, if somebody is more prone to the candida, having the heavy metals obviously can just contribute to imbalance. Yeah, exactly. And also I should mention too, if you are on the birth control pill or have been on it, I highly, highly suggest doing a candida cleanse because um, synthetic estrogen is like the number one way to increase yeast in the body. And so for all of my clients who have been or are on the birth control pill, we take a very like simplistic um route into doing the candida cleanse because it does clear up a lot of symptoms, but also just really helps to, again, increase their immunity and digestive health for um, being on the pill. Okay. Amazing. That's Mm -hmm. great. Jazz, the last question I want to ask you is actually more like business social media related because you're obviously an influencer in your own right. You have a very successful, well-defined business with, you know, clear branding strategy. You have a very engaged community online. If you had to share one piece of advice for cultivating, you know, a successful business that such as yours, um, or an authentically engaged social community, what would your advice be? Um, so first off, thank you so much, Tessa. That means yeah. so much to me. Um, and I would say to, I know it's easier said than done, but to not watch what other people are doing, do what feels right for you. I feel like there is a lot of competition out there because a lot of people are just kind of doing what other people, like seeing like, oh, this niche or this branding works really well for this group of people. I'm going to test it out. Do something that's totally different because that's going to bring you closer and closer to your ideal client. And I think, um, yeah, just like just truly being yourself. I know like someone can really tell when it's not authentic to yourself and when it isn't authentic to you, it's so much harder for you to build that community to sell your products that people really do need because you are so valuable to this field, but it has to come from such an authentic place. Yeah. Oh, I 100% agree. It's, I think, you know, just we have to realize like our biggest strength is our individuality and our uniqueness and, you know, what somebody sees when they look at jazz versus 
me versus um, somebody else online. It's like, you know, we think of certain things, we're reminded of that person's specific branding. So I think like the, the, I don't think there's many mistakes you can make because we all, you know, learn from our experiences. But if there was a mistake somebody could make, I would feel like it's replicating what they see somebody else doing because they see like, oh, this is successful. I'm just going to, you know, repeat it to kind of be safe and like protect myself and still kind of like have success. Exactly. And I've actually like, I've done when I first started, I tried something out. I tried something like in working within hormones. And I was like, this is so not me. I'm not like, I don't have a story with hormones. So it's hard for me to really relate. And it didn't work at all. Because like, I just wasn't something that I was very passionate about. But I think the biggest thing too, is you have to realize that every single mistake you make is actually like a blessing because it's taking you closer and closer to what you need to be doing. And if you're listening to this and considering starting a business or an Instagram account or whatever it is, do it today. Like don't wait on it because I really think like that is the, that's like what's really going to push you away from doing this. But if you just do it when no one's watching. You're going to be able to grow into such a successful business um, leader because you're going to have all this experience of trial and error under you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jazz. And thank you for sharing your whole story about your childhood. It was super interesting to hear how you got into this and to just see you shining and thriving and helping so many people with their health is amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Could you share where people could find you if they're interested in connecting? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Nourish with Jazz. And then also, um, my website's just nourishwithjazz.com, as well as I have my membership platform, um, nourishwithjazzmembership.com, which is, um, I, there's a ton and ton of information and lessons on candida and parasites. So if you're interested in doing a cleanse, it's actually in that membership site. And so if you do see this and doors are closed, send me a DM and we can figure out a way to get you in there or get you on the wait list. Um, But yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. And you guys go check out Jazz's website because she has so many great blog posts and recipes. I want to make her bread, Jazz, and the beet salad and all of the desserts look so amazing. Oh, the bread is so good. And it's good for the uh, cleanse. So if anyone's cleansing, definitely make the uh, grain-free bread. Yes. Okay. I saw that and I was like, okay, cleanse where you can have bread. I'm down with that. I love that. I love it. Thank you so much, Jazz. You are amazing. I really had fun having you on and I'm excited to talk more in the future and maybe have you back because I feel like there's so much more we could talk about. I would love to come back. Thank you so much, Tessa. It's always so nice talking with you. Thank you so much, Jazz, for coming on and sharing all that you did in regards to holistic nutrition and gut health. We really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit different, so please let me know your thoughts or if you're interested in learning more from nutrition experts like Jazz. I'm going to leave Jazz's information in the show notes below, and thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode.